Hey everyone, welcome. Thank you for joining me today at Choices, Finding Your Joy. I am just thrilled today to bring back on the show. He's just a regular for me because he's so awesome. I can't get enough of this guest. Today we have with us Dr. Troy Munson. He has been practicing for over 20 years as a wellness chiropractor. Before attending chiropractic school, he worked in his parents' health food store from the age of 10 to 21. He has been working in the healthcare world for over 30 years. He has also trained in nutrition response testing, morphogen morphogenetic field technique, hormone balancing, and certification in addictionology. And I, I'm just so happy to see you and, and catch up on all the what's new. Welcome, Dr. Troy. Thank you, Paula. It's awesome. I always love being on your show. And, you know, I've, since it's been about eight months since we've been talking, I have been doing podcasts. So now I have my own podcast, and it's called Revealing Wholeness. I love it. Yeah, so uh, it, it's been a whole new endeavor for me. I do a lot of public lecturing, and so now I've kind of branched out into doing now tidbits for, you know, people at large, you know, so all over the place, which has really been a, a lot of fun. And, you know, our core thinking in our office is that the body knows how to be well. It, it really has this innate ability to be healthy and it wants to be healthy. That's the good news for all of us. Even though we might put garbage in, it still tries to do the best job it can with it. And if we simply get out of its way and start giving it, you know, whole nutrition and supporting it in a, in a mental, spiritual level, on a, on a physical um, balance get, uh, plane like chiropractic and then the nutrition side, we now have this, this overall whole body that is, is really, we're uncovering this wholeness. So that's like the revealing of wholeness inside you already. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And uh, before we jump in uh, to, I'm really excited to talk today about colds and flus and our immune system. Where, where can everyone find your podcasts? I'm on a lot of the, the mainstream podcast uh, sites like iHeartRadio, um, iTunes. If you just Google in Dr. Troy Munson, uh, Revealing Wholeness podcast, you're going to come up to my podcast. I even have a Dr. Troy Munson uh, YouTube channel as well that you can find it there as well. I love it. I love it. Well, I, I would love to have you share with us today with, you know, we're getting into, you know, fall and winter coming and everyone's starting to think colds and flu. Yes, they so do. What would you like to share with us on that? You know, this time of year, in infection and trying to protect my body and, and being strong, you know, I'm coming in contact with all these kids that are now bringing home stuff from school. How does this whole system work and, and how can we help our systems be stronger and better? And maybe some foundational things is really important to, to interject here. So many of us are taught that even, even as children, we were, you know, wash your hands um, before you come to dinner, uh, don't put that in your mouth, whatever. We, we, we live in these kind of sterile environments, you know, the hand cleansers, all the crazy things that we do. And now we're realizing that the more I try to protect my body from external things, the weaker I make it. Wow. And 
the way that happens is if we look at our skin, our skin is one two hundredth of our gut. And so the gut and the skin are very analogous tissues. You know, our, it's, it's just a tube that runs all the way through our body and really interacts with our environment. Why do we think when, when this starts to happen, when we crawl, we learn to crawl at about six months of age, mm -hmm. when that happens, it actually activates our immune system and our gut turns on and we start sticking everything in our mouth because we're actually sampling our environment. How, how massive is this environment? How damaging to me, how strong do I need to be is what we're actually telling the infant. And so if we take everything away from its environment and it's just this sterile place, the immune system says, hey, this is not bad. I don't have to be very strong at all. And so it doesn't develop. So think about that. You know, we, we have somebody who wants to throw a ball and they're right-handed, but we never let them use the right arm. And then all of a sudden at age 12, we expect them to throw the ball really far. What are we going to get? We're not going to get very far, far throw. Yeah. So we don't want to protect ourselves because our body is designed to use these things as input in order to figure out how it needs to be healthy. So every time we have a cold or flu, it should clue us in that either I've met something that my body's never seen before, or I've let my system get so low that it's reacting to things that it has no business reacting to. So that's the thinking. And if we look at the human body, we have, we have this wonderful brain that experiences everything in our environment, and our body is just here to move us around and experience this environment. So the whole body is technically one big immune system to move us around in this place that could be dirty or, you know, harsh. So, you know, where do you want to begin, Paul? What, what, what makes most sense to you before we delve into infection and all that? Well, you know, I've, I've always believed that eating the right foods is going to boost my immune system. Yep. But I have to admit, I've always been really anal my whole life about washing my hands and not eating off the floor and all of that. I'm just, yeah. uh, but I've, I've always been very, you know, focused on what I put in my body is going to help my immune system. Sure. We, we live kind of an outside in thinking mentality. We all do. I, I still have things that I'm always amazed when I think, gosh, that's so outside in and that's not how it works. It's an inside out effect. You know, that's, that's really what's happening. So, you know, if we really want to be blunt, we'd say, Hey, everybody you meet, just kiss them and make sure you use tongue because you need to exchange bacteria. You know, we think, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? Yeah. But ultimately, if we were going to experience our environment, I mean, we'd want to do that. So really washing our hands is not necessarily that important. And if we washed our hands less and we, we had food that was good, we would actually be able to really process that environment of ours. So let's, let's talk about, let's step way back and say, well, what produces my body protecting itself? So if we look at the mouth, we see an alkaline environment. So it's pH of about 7.3, 7.4, which is what most of my tissue should be. My cells should be somewhat alkaline, not much, but a little bit. As we approach the stomach, we now approach the most acidic environment in our body. Mm -hmm. And so our stomach should be a 1.5 acidity. Now it's, it's maintained at that by hydrochloric acid, pepsin, one of the pancreas' strongest enzymes and, and uh, acids. And so if our stomach is very acidic, we actually neutralize or digest everything that's on our food before it digests us. So let's say there's parasites in our food. Okay. Well, if stomach acid is strong enough, we digest those parasites before they digest us. 
let's say there's a lot of salmonella or other bacteria or funguses. Well, our stomach acid is supposed to sterilize and digest all those things before it ever gets to our small gut and can make it through our small gut to us. And we'll talk about that in just a moment. So the stomach becomes the most profound and important thing in our, in our, in our body. And one of the things that lacks most from people is everybody's told that salt is bad. But what is salt? Well, it's sodium and chloride. Well, what's so important about those things are not important. Well, sodium runs our nervous system, the, the electrical systems of our body. So your heart pumping along with potassium, your nerve conduction to feel your fingertips and everything, that's all sodium driven. It's very important that we have sodium and we know how to use it. We know when, when we have too much, but the other half of sodium is chloride and it's not even half. Chloride is an enormous molecule. It's actually 70% of the sodium chloride molecule. So that atom, that chloride atom is, is really big. What does chloride do? Well, it produces hydrochloric acid. And so we need that sodium chloride. We need that chloride to really, to build the hydrochloric acid that we need to digest our food. And when we start leaching out these minerals because our, 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 our food is so mineral deficient, we now start getting lower and lower in chloride. We're not able to maintain acidity in the stomach and the acidity in the stomach starts coming up and becomes more alkaline. And as it does that, we now start fermenting food. And fermentation produces CO2 gas. And what does that gas do in our stomach? Well, it has to go somewhere. Yeah. And eventually we start burping. And up comes acid. And we call that heartburn. I think, oh my gosh, I've got heartburn. And the doctor says, well, here's an acid blocker. But what did he just do? He just blocked what little acid we had left. Yeah. It makes no sense. So that's why people are on acid blockers for the rest of their life, because they're not fixing the problem. They're addressing a symptom, and it's a very different. That's an outside-in effect. We're looking for an inside-out change. We're looking for a different effect. So if we supply chloride and things that are going to help strengthen the stomach, all of a sudden we reduce acidity. I no longer ferment food. I no longer have, have heartburn. Well, how does this play in with infection? Yes. Well, if, if my stomach acid is strong, I now neutralize or kill all those bacteria and viruses and funguses that are trying to invade my body all the time. So that's the first line of defense is the stomach. We don't think about that. The more acidic my stomach is, the better off my digestion. And when it flows through my small intestine, now I've got proteins that I can absorb without the danger of also trying to absorb bacteria and viruses through my gut wall too. So all of it plays together. Now, some people out there, I want to I want to touch on uh, ascorbic acid because a lot of people out there are taking vitamin C in the form of ascorbic acid. So, if you went to the grocery store and you saw vitamin C in a pill, and you turned it around and looked at it, it said actual size, and it said 500 milligrams of ascorbic acid, you are taking a preservative. But when you have a cold, your body has become very alkaline, and we need to bring it back into acidity. So, taking the ascorbic acid acidifies the body, which is good but it does nothing for the immune system. So I want that very clear in everybody's mind. It is not an immune support at all. It is only a, a intestinal acidifier. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah, because we've all, I know myself, especially in the winter, I'll take some vitamin C mm -hmm. and I'm thinking that that's boosting my immune system. It is making your gut more acidic, which is assisting detoxification, mm -hmm. which is helpful, but it is not assisting the immune system whatsoever. In a direct way. 
Yes. Now, if we have the full vitamin C complex, which is 500 things that make it actually work correctly, the core of the vitamin C complex, which is tyrosinase, it's an enzyme. That enzyme is really copper. It's organic copper. And so copper helps the white blood cells carry a lot more oxygen than they normally could. And the more oxygen, the more oxidation we can do, the more we can destroy things that should not be in our body. So if we, if we really looked at, at a whole food vitamin C complex, that's what we'd really be looking for. Yeah. Yeah. So, a quick question, doctor, about salt. So yes. would you recommend sea salt? Um, I, I do recommend the sea salt. The unrefined is even better. We okay. want the, the, all the little minerals and things that go with it. So that's always way better than a processed or refined salt. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yes. So we've, we've explored the stomach, and now we've got this first line of defense. Yes. Now we're going to go to the second line of defense, which is our small intestine. Now, right at the stomach, where the stomach goes through to the small intestine, we have the pancreas. And the pancreas is interjecting um, Arm & Hammer baking soda. So the pancreas's job is to produce sodium bicarbonate to neutralize all that acid coming out of our stomach so that we don't burn up our gut. So here we have the small intestine, which is almost um, neutral pH. It's just a little acidic. We want a slightly acidic environment. If the, if the gut small intestine is too alkaline, we actually allow more sugar to be produced. So you have people that will eat very little food and they're like, I'm telling you, I am not cheating on my diet and I'm still gaining weight. That's because the bacteria in their gut are actually producing sugar. Oh my God. And they don't know it. And so it makes it difficult, very difficult to lose weight because the sugar is just not allowing fat to be burned. Because if we're constantly dripping sugar into the blood, our, our body's saying, where's all the sugar coming from? I cannot burn fat in the presence of sugar and insulin. And so until we bring that gut back into a slightly acidic environment and turn the bacteria into lactic acid producers rather than sugar producers, now we have problems. So that's, that's a window we can talk about fermented foods another time, and that's a great topic to, to discuss. But right now, as we look at that, that small intestine, let's say it's a of, of slightly acidic um, environment, and we have some bacteria in there. The, the gold or the end product of every bacteria and virus and fungus in our body, their prize is our DNA. That's the prize for them. They're trying to get to our DNA. So if we have a gut that starts to become swollen, it will, it will separate. And now we, we form gaps where viruses and bacteria can now push through into the blood. They're trying to get into our blood to get into our body and get to our DNA. That's their goal. Wow. So they start going through the levels of the gut, and the more inflamed it is, the more unhappy it is, the faster they go through. And that's when we start seeing an overproliferation in the, in the blood. Our immune system reacts, starts killing it all, and now we feel really stuffed up here because that's all the dead bodies that our immune system's killed. And now with all of this stuffed up and our sinuses inflamed, we now have a secondary infection because we're breathing in those bacteria and viruses, and so now we have a secondary infection. So when we treat an infection here, like a sinus infection, that's secondary to another thing that happened in your body. And so they go after the sinus infection, but they never really address the cause, which was probably an inflamed gut, weakened immune system. So how do we keep a gut from being inflamed? Yeah. Now becomes the next question. Yes. Well, our gut wants a lot of natural vitamin A and natural vitamin C. 
So vitamin A is the, is the varied colors of vegetables out there. We want eclectic vegetables, all the different colors, because that's all the different types of vitamin A. Vitamin C will be along with it. A lot of the deep greens will have a lot of the vitamin Cs. Now, the problem is, is that if, if we go to a grocery store, does each you know, head of lettuce have a pick? Uh, it was picked on X date. It doesn't. So we have no idea when this food was picked. So let's say the food was picked 10 days ago, but it's been sitting in storage for all the time. Every day it's sitting in storage, it's losing 7% of its value. You know, so by day 10, it's lost 70% of its value. Wow. And we're eating it thinking, hey, I'm getting all this wonderful stuff. So that's why we always say local. But if nobody's ever, told, ever been told why they should shop local or buy at a farmer's market or, or do things like that, that's exactly the reason why. So when you read these statistics that a head of lettuce, you know, 100 years ago had 50 times the nutrient value of, of the lettuce we have now, that may be true because the soil is depleted, but it's also true because who knows how long it sits on the shelf. You know, these are, these are the problems that we're all faced with. So we're trying to replace everything in our body with replacement parts with these good foods, but unfortunately they come from miles and miles away. And that's where we really need to change some things. So high vitamin A, high vitamin C protects our small gut. In our small gut, we have all these little patches of immune, immune like, uh, like lymph node kind of things that are our first line of defense and in infection. So they want a lot of vitamin C and a lot of vitamin A. That's, that's huge for us immune system wise. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Excellent. So if we want, now we have to go to the secondary effects. So if we go inside the body and we say, okay, what really is driving immune function? We've now talked about how do we prevent, how do we safeguard our first lines of defense? Let's say now we have an infection. Okay. That infection now, we've got these, these players on the field. We've got the thymus gland that sits on the heart. We've got the spleen, you know, which is the big storehouse of a lot of our immune cells that get released when we need them. We have our bone marrow that's producing new cells. And so we have these, these infectious processes that run, but what runs our immune system really efficiently is not only the vitamin C, like we talked about carrying more oxygen, but also calcium. And so how many people out there have ever had the dry, tickle, chronic cough after a cold, and they're like, man, this cough just won't go away. What you're experiencing is all the cells in the entire body have given up calcium out of them to drive it in the blood and drive the immune function. And so our cells normally are nice and big, and they're hydrated. Well, calcium, when we start pushing calcium out of cells to try and drive the immune function, the scaffolding that keeps that cell in that shape starts to collapse because it's made of calcium and it starts to dry out. And so now I get dryness constantly in my throat and I'm coughing all the time. A lot of people come in my office and they're coughing and coughing and coughing. And I'll go behind the counter and I'll grab a product that's 40% calcium, specifically for colds and flus, and I'll have them chew four. And within seconds, they stop coughing. And they're like, what? How'd you do that? I said, your dry cough is because you need calcium like no tomorrow. A fever, a fever rises because it's trying to warm up the body to liberate more calcium to drive the immune function. That's what, a liver, that's what a fever does. 
So if you're having a fever, it should tell you one thing and one thing important. I must get calcium into my body and now. And we don't want a bone food calcium. We want a blood food calcium. There's two types of calcium that we can take. So people take calcium citrate, common form of calcium. That's a blood food. While that will go from the intestine to the bone, to the blood, it just takes longer. It'll do it. Calcium lactate's one of the main forms of calcium that I'll use for folks that you can literally take it sublingually right into the blood. It's that good. And so there's definitely better calciums than others out there. And most of them are garbage, unfortunately. And if you're not sure about what calcium, don't waste your money on buying something you're not sure of. Yes. Text me, email me, whatever you want to do. I'm happy to, to share the knowledge with you. So we've got calcium. First, we have this, this vitamin A and vitamin C driving our first lines of effects of offense, defense. And now in the blood, we have calcium and vitamin C driving the offensive. So once, let's say if I have, we have perfect bodies. I have all the, the minerals I should and vitamins I should and my system's working great. And something comes into me that I've never seen before. My immune system has never seen this bug. And it starts growing because it's faster than my system can break it down at this point. Our immune system will pull out one of those viruses or bacteria and it'll throw antibodies at it a thousand a second until it finds the one that kills it best. And then it takes that little, that little antibody and it hands it off to a, a memory cell and says, hey, you need to make this and you need to tell others to make this. You need to put this in our repertoire so that if we ever see anything that even resembles this bug, we've got what we need to kill it instantly. And so it goes off and starts, it starts spreading the message. And so the message gets better, and then all of a sudden it starts killing everything. Now, as it starts killing and mounting that offensive against that bacteria that's been replicating, you know, doubling every 20 minutes, you know, who knows how many days it takes to, to let that cell replicate and get the message out. But let's say we've got, you know, a pretty hefty invasion now of this new bug. As my antibodies ramp up and start killing them in droves, my liver has now got to take up all of those little bodies of that bug or virus or fungus and now get it out into the, into the colon or into our intestinal tract and get it out of the body. Okay. If the liver is really efficient at doing this, we never even know we fought something. Many of you out there have had a cold and you never even knew you had a cold because your body worked well enough that it, it was efficient enough that you never knew. But if it's not efficient, if the liver backs up and it says, man, I, I can't handle this. So now it overflows into our sinuses. That's what these sinuses are for. So if the liver's not functioning well, you will fill up your sinuses with crap and you're now blowing your nose constantly trying to get it out of your body instead of out of the colon like you were supposed to. So that's what, that's what your sinus stuff tells you. My liver is a mess is what it should tell you. So this is just the efficiency of the body of how it responds and how the immune system works. So let's say you have that going on uh-huh. and your sinuses are just on fire. And so is it the vitamin C, the calcium, uh, the A is what you want to do to counteract that? Great, great question. Ultimately, it's actually enzymes and beef liver enzymes if we could do it. Because really what we want to do is support the liver. Hey, you know what? My liver's not functioning. Let me support it completely. 
and get it moving as best as I can. And all of a sudden you'll watch your sinuses just drain. I have a couple products that I'll give people when they have sinus stuff. I say, hey, you take three of these a couple times. You let me know how you do. They will always come back, almost always come back and tell me, what in the world did you give me? I could totally breathe in like 45 minutes. I felt way better. And I said, what'd you give me? And they always think it's going to be some magical herb or something, and it's just beef liver enzymes. I said, I just supported your liver, and it proved to us that it was backed up, and that all of this was only because your liver was not performing well. Your immune system was probably okay, but your liver could not keep up with the, the load. And so we need all these parts working as, as a healthy person in order to make things work correctly. That's, and it's not a, it's not a simplistic thing to explain to people when, you know, they're in my office for just a couple minute shots here and there, but you know, things like this give us the ability to stick it out there on the web. And now people can review this over and over until they really grasp the concept of how infection works. So how much time do we have? I know we got about two minutes, two minutes. Okay. I'm going to be real quick with this. Okay, so I want people to, out there to understand that within your body, you probably have little pockets of infection that are just chronically there. It's kind of like a cut on my finger. If I cut my finger and it gets infected, am I sick all over? Well, no, it's just a little pocket of infection on my finger. Well, in your organs, you can have pockets of infection too that are just waiting. And I'll have people that will eat sugar or eat a lot of grains in a day and they feel like utter garbage and they almost feel sick. I said, you have a lot of infection because all that grain and sugar, the, the, the carbohydrates and the, the starches fed that infection and man, they just went rampant. And so that's going to tell people out there that if they're doing grains, they feel crappy, but if they go off grains and bread and pasta for a good week and they feel better and they go back to eating grains and they feel like crap, that's infection running rampant in their body that they have no idea about. And so that, that takes a lot of work to get an immune system back up and rerunning from that kind of a scenario. But there's so many people out there walking around that are so inflamed, so miserable, and, you know, this is just infection. Yes. So this is why this topic is so big. Yes, it is. And I'm so blessed to have known you for years and to be one of your clients. I've, I can testify that what I have just experienced with having you in my life. I, I'm so grateful. I really am. Thank you. And it's, oh. it's, it's a lot of fun helping and it's, it's just, it's a wonderful thing. I just totally love doing what I do. And, and the way you explain things so well and just, you make it seem so simple, but really it probably really is, isn't it? You know, I think they try to complicate things as doctors, but really it's, it isn't difficult. I mean, this isn't, you know, we don't need this really complex manual. It really does tell us a lot of things. And in fact, one of these days we're going to have to do maybe a three part series on um, what does our tongue tell us? What do our nails tell us? What does our skin tell us? How can we just look at things and say, yeah. you know what? I think I have this problem. Yeah. And there's little signs and symptoms that our body's always talking to us. Will you tell everyone how they could get a hold of you or maybe come to your office? Absolutely. 360-893-8586. And if you want to email me, if you got questions or concerns, chiroman, which is C-H-I-R-O-M-A-N at dr.com, like doctor.com. And if you want to come in, we're in the small town of Ording, Washington. It's just outside of Sumner, kind of in the Tacoma area. And I have people kind of come from all over, but I have a lot of phone conferences too. So we'd love to hear from you. Thank you, Dr. Munson. You are so welcome. It's been a pleasure as always. Oh, love, hugs, and blessings.